When we began the season of Advent, Advent 1, we started in the 122nd Psalm, where we find the psalmist being invited to come along on a journey. And we were invited to come along on that journey through Advent, a journey towards rightness with God to spiritual health. The second Sunday of Advent, last Sunday, we looked at John the Baptist and his call to repentance. Now, if you're going to be invited to take this journey, sometimes you have to turn around from the direction that you're going and start heading in a new way. And at the end of the sermon, I reminded us that God loves us. That in itself can give us the energy and the enthusiasm to turn around. And someone after the service said to me, keep telling us that, that God loves us. Because we need to hear it, hear it again. That's true. If you're going to take this journey, you need to be reminded of that, of God's love for us. And so today, let's hear it again. Let us pray. Shatter the silence, mighty God, with your glad and glorious greetings. Banish all our fears and give us faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. If there is anything said from this pulpit that is against your will, let it come to naught and do no harm. But if there is anything said from this pulpit that is according to your will, let it be heard as if sung by the voice of angels, that hearing we might believe and believing obey. Amen. On one Sunday in March, a 21-year-old named Matthew Heisler cooked himself some dinner or a late-night snack, and then he forgot about the food on the stove. How would one describe Matt? He was a student at the University of North Dakota. He was an athlete a golfer, a hunter. In high school, he played cornerback for the football team. Maybe you'd describe him as a brother, as the oldest of two kids with an adoring younger sister. She even wrote an essay about him when she was 12 years old. She said, Matt isn't always the nicest to me, but he loves me and I love him. And Matt kept that essay on his nightstand near his bed in the house he was renting at the University of North Dakota. And it was one of the few things that survived the fire. When his roommate and best friend since childhood Ryan Nelson came home. It was late, and the house was filled with smoke. He climbed in a window. They couldn't find his friend, so he climbed back out, and he forced the front door open. And when he found his friend, Matt was unconscious, and so he dragged Matt out into the dark, darkness of the night. Was he gone? Could he hear his heart? 
He didn't think so, and so he started compressions on his chest. Thirty times he pushed, and then he listened, and then he heard it again. Thump, thump. The sound of life. Thump, thump. He heard it again. But ours is not actually a story about Ryan Nelson or Matthew Heisler. And though we will get to him later, it's not even a story about Vietnam veteran Tom Meeks. Ours is a story about someone else. We should be clear about that because Luke was clear about that. We're in Galilee, but the story's not about Galilee. We're in a town called Nazareth, but the story's not about Nazareth. She's engaged to Joseph, but it's not about him. He's from the house of David, but we pass by him too, and it's then and only then that we hear her name, Mary. If the angel is to, believe, to be believed, it is she, Mary, that's the favored one. Mary, the favored one. Not David, not Joseph, not Nazareth, not Galilee. And we can almost see Mary turn inside out with confusion. How can this be, she says. Oh yes, our Bibles tell us she was perplexed, but Mary, don't worry, we know better. We know that children are perplexed when faced with multiplying fractions, and that dogs are perplexed when they have their bone taken away. We know that the original author used the Greek diatorazo to describe your condition, and we know that terrazzo means to be troubled, and we know that word is used for when the disciples see Jesus walking on water, they're troubled. We know that that word terrazzo is used when King Herod hears of the birth of Jesus. He's troubled, and we know that word is used about a dozen other times in the New Testament, and we also know that the word dia is used to mean throughout, and we know it's something to be troubled, and it's quite another thing to be troubled throughout. And we know, Mary, that diatorazo is used only one time in the entire New Testament, and that word is used, it is reserved for you in this text with this angel who speaks of this favor, God's favor for you. And here we can consort with Mary because we too have heard this news, this good news that God has this unending love for us, this favor for us. And we are not exactly sure how to grasp that. We echo what Mary says. Even after the angel says it the second time, you have found favor with God, she says, how can this be? We understand that she needs to hear it again. 
The notion that God is concerned with the well-being of the world is understandable. He created the world and he seems to have some cosmic stake in making it right again. But the miracle that God is true to his word when it comes to little old me, well, how can this be? How can this be? There's no shame in needing to hear it again and again. To hear it again and again. That's what Advent is for. The time to listen for the songs that our grandmothers sang. And to hear again the stories that begin the Gospels that got tucked somewhere in the back of our childhoods. It's a time to hear again the spirit of kindness in our community. The sound of what life is supposed to be like. Advent is a time to wait and to listen, not to the punditry and the argument that envelops our world today, but to listen for something very old, something older than we are, older than the grandparents and the Sunday school teachers that told us about it first. Listen for something older than Mary even. The time for that. I have heard my people crying. Go, God told Moses. But Moses said, who am I? Moses had to hear it again. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. God told Gideon. But Gideon insisted that God prove it and prove it again. Before you were born, I knew you, so go and speak, God told Jeremiah. But Jeremiah said, I am only a boy. He needed to hear it again. And Sarah, like Mary, was promised a child even in her old age. And she couldn't help but laugh. Did I hear that right? I'm going to need to hear it again. Now consider this. All these stood at the very center of our faith tradition. And they needed to hear it again. The sound of God's favor. And consider yourselves. You are church-going people. You gather together on Sunday mornings believing that God is present and active in this world. And even you need to hear it again. But how many more in our community are like Mary? Who stand at the lowest place in the community and have long since given up on the idea that they mean something. How much more pressing is their need to hear it and hear it again? Hear again that they have favor. Who will carry it? Who will carry it to them? Who will carry the sound of God's love into our community, to the Marys that exist 
Who will stand to carry the sound of promise, of hope and love that needs to be heard again and again? Tom Meeks carried it for Matthew Heisler's dad, for his whole family. Because even though Ryan Nelson did get Matt's heart going, he went back into cardiac arrest at the hospital and never came out. All because he left food on the stove. That something so simple and hapless can sink such buoyant promise. It's fate's vulgar salute to the fragile ribbon of life, isn't it? Later that day, the family released a statement that read, This morning we had to say goodbye to our beloved son. In accordance with his wishes, his organs will be donated so that others can live. We just cannot express how much we will miss Matthew and how the thought of going through the rest of our lives without him is beyond what we can imagine right now. That day, Matt Heisler's organs began their trip around the world. A total of 60 people received transplants because of his generosity. A 46-year-old woman received one of his kidneys, and a 56-year-old woman received the other. A 61-year-old man received his liver, and Tom Meeks was given his heart. Eight months later, Tom Meeks met the Heisler family for the first time, and someone brought a stethoscope. First, it was the younger sister who put the earpiece in her ears and the diaphragm on his chest. She began to sob and handed it to her mother, who left it there for a long time like she didn't want it to stop. Then it was his father's turn, father that took him hunting and fishing, he listened. And he started crying too. That was awesome, he said. Someone, a Vietnam veteran named Tom Meeks, carried the sound of life, and Matt Heisler's father was able to hear it again. And it was awesome. It was awesome. How much more awesome can it be to hear the sound of God's heart carried in the people we know, carried by the people that God created? And we hear it again, the sound of God's heart. May this be a season where you hear it again the sweet thump-thump of his heart, a heart that beats with love for all creation and beats with love for you. And may you be moved 
having heard it, stand like Mary and say, here am I, a servant of the Lord. And then may yours be a life that carries, like a heart in the chest or a child in the womb. May yours be a life that carries the sound of life and love for all that need to hear it and hear it again. Amen.